The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. So those kind of things that are stuck inside of you, at certain point in your life, they start coming to the surface. I want to heal. This is my desire. I'm open. Yeah. So I went to those places where there were hurt wounds. So if we want to relate from the heart, not the wound, we need to be open to face the hurt and make eye contact so you can see that, feel that, and then work on releasing that energy. And it's not about forgiving you. It's forgiving the judgments mm. that we make about life, our family, our parents, our friends, about ourselves. So it's just about the judgments. It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem. We work to find rest. We fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Broadcasting from 23 degrees in Amsterdam. Amsterdam the hottest day of the year we so have. So far. So far, so far we're on with Clara Nome. We're going to discuss a lot of things around forgiveness, especially the book that she wrote called The Real Meaning of the F Word. Love. Not the word that you're thinking, Bambos, but another word. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've learned a lot from you, actually, from, from the book, of course. Yeah. And what did, what did you learn or what did you well, feel? If you remember, I also wrote a post about uh, my father, like, like he was really coming up as a vibration in me, like really vigorously. Yeah. And just acknowledging who and how he lived and recognizing there was nothing to forgive. Mm. Like he did what he needed to do and he was how he was. His behavior wasn't always something that resonated for me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I was still a child, so I couldn't really communicate with him. And there was nothing to forgive. Yeah. It took me a long time to find that love for him. Yeah. And of course, he's, he's dead. Mm. So this acknowledgement comes after his death. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's always easier to love, the, love them when they're gone. You can always see the good side as well. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I can also talk about my mama, right? Uh, again, there's no, I, I just love her for who she is, and she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. I want, I want to make a joke, but I'm not going to. Okay, well, I think it would be great to bring Clara on, unless there's someone else you had to go on. No, yeah. let's, let's do it. Okay, we bring on Clara. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. It's just a pleasure for, to be here with you guys. It's just yeah. from Orange County, Southern California to Amsterdam. So we can tell no by difference. your accent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell you're, you're fresh out of Orange County. Uh, yes, absolutely. 
Um, we met, I think, about uh, it must have been a, a four years ago when I was doing the last letter tour through the U.S. Yeah, and maybe more. It right? may have been more. Yeah. We actually met. We met. We never met in person. We've met as in we spoke on the phone. Okay. And when Clara and I spoke, it was like, a, you know, when you just ha- have a phone call with someone and you just feel an immediate love and connection and you don't need anything or no want anything, but you think we're going to connect sometimes in our lives just because there's this loving connection. So yeah. that was, it just took us four or five years to find each other here. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) And I mean, I've been I've been following your work uh, on Facebook and on Instagram or more Facebook because that's where the real posts go. And I've always thought it's so funny because it's almost like you're mostly uh, like public in Spanish speaking places. So when I see you, I see you more like Spanish speaking TV in Argentina or, you know, and, and less in Orange County. Yes, absolutely. It's just uh, some people say you're not a prophet in the place you live. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, it's in different parts of the world. And I've been lucky enough to be invited to speak in different TV shows in Latin America. And that's the reason that you've been seeing that. But yes, it's just in both languages or Actually, it's the language of love, right? It doesn't matter if we speak English or Spanish yeah. or any other language. So for me, being with you, um, like uh, you're really glowing. Like Thank you. And, and my curiosity goes right to your childhood. Like, like where was your transformation? Because it feels, I'm, I'm projecting that there might have been a, a point in your life where you're like, okay, enough is enough or... Something happened. So you're saying, did you have a really shitty point in your life that you need to heal from that made you happy? (laughs) Actually, it's just I was a happy child. I think we all have some shitty moments in our lives. It's just uh, the thing is, did I use those to go higher or to go Mm. lower? Mm. My life, uh, I'm grateful that I had a beautiful life Mm. in a sense. It's just happy childhood. But I was always there for everyone. When I learned that it was important to be there for myself too, things changed. Some people have to go to dark places or the dark night of the soul in order to experience transformation. For me, it was an evolution of the heart. Kind of just, uh, what is that I want to bring to the world? What is that I want to project into the world? For me, it was always peace, love, but we have to take action on that. And yes, of course, the universe gives us opportunities. Are you going to be working on this? So here you go. You have to learn. You have to experience. You cannot talk about forgiveness if you're not going to prove that you really, really (laughs) worked on that and different kind of things. So... Answering your question, not just a shitty moment, maybe different shitty moments, but Mm -hmm. those didn't define my transformation, but really helped me on the evolution of my heart. Mm. You mentioned one thing that I would like to, you said that at some point you were giving away yourself to others and not not doing what was serving you. At some point, yes. Mm -hmm. And what, what, what did that look like? Who were you like before you did that? And what changed after you did that? Okay, I was just there for others all the time. My belief system was being a good person. It's just helping, assisting, serving others. And I was the last 
person to be served by me, right? Yeah. So and I was, uh, um, this was a moment. I was a certified public accountant, was working in business, but doing psychology at the same time years ago here in Southern Slow California. Down. Slow down a second. Yeah. Do you know how absurd that is? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm a certified, but almost just know a certified public account is like the height of numbers. Like it's like, so you're studying numbers and then at the same time you're studying the emo the emotions that are driving behavior, right? It's just, it's, it's fantastic. It's totally, I wanted my brain to be working on both sides. So maybe that was the reason there right. was something more. I needed, mm. I needed more. What can I bring to the world? So I was doing spiritual psychology, my master's in spiritual psychology. What, what does that mean? Because I read the word spiritual psychology and I mm -hmm. didn't understand immediately what that would mean. It's just being in touch with your human essence, with your soul, mm -hmm. and seeing the human being as something bigger than your thoughts, your emotions, your soul. Mm -hmm. Okay being Got in it. touch with that essence. So it's psychology, and then I did my master's in spiritual psychology, and I was working on forgiveness at that point. I have this, I was called the forgiving one growing up. So for me, kind of, okay, I went through a lot of things and shitty things, like you said, my husband experienced embezzlement from his former partner, tons mm. of things, and I said, okay, it's just, uh, I already forgave that if this happens or kind of bargaining with forgiveness, right? And of course, it's not about that. But forgiving ourselves, forgiving myself hmm. for whatever judgment I could have hold inside of myself, that was a totally different story. Mm. Mm. That meant being vulnerable mm. about your perceived weaknesses, the judgments that you have made against yourself and others. It's yeah. just, are we able to really face the hurt? Whatever that is, could be painful childhood, could be trauma, abuse, or just something little. You walk on the street and someone just does something to you. Yeah. Was, was, there, was okay. there something specific for you that you that was more um, loud as that you had to work through? Forgiving myself, yeah. yes, because I thought that I needed to be perfect. You know, oh. it's just the I need to be perfect. I'm not doing enough. I want to serve the world. What is that I can do or I'm doing in order to be a better person? So mm -hmm. just getting into that sense of I am enough. Mm. What I'm doing is enough. It doesn't mean that for, forgiveness doesn't mean that you're going to let other people walk over you. It doesn't mean that you're not set boundaries, healthy boundaries. So for me, I needed to learn that. Mm. Forgiving myself for believing that Serving the world meant I was last. Yeah. I was, I had to put on the mask, the oxygen mask, like in the airplanes first, mm. so I could continue serving others. So that was a big lesson for me. And 
I need to start forgiveness within, within mm. myself, within my heart, my heart. And just, and then things start coming to the surface. S small things, things from childhood, things that I judged, things regarding my brother, things regarding, regarding people who hurt me one way or the other. Yeah. I even, at some point, it's just uh, I was very close to be victim of physical abuse. And, uh, and I kept that inside of me. Mm because nothing happened, I didn't have to let that in the open. Yeah. So according to family values, you don't talk about those things. So I had to, oh, okay, this happened to me. I was five and then I was seven. Mm. And I was proud of myself because I helped save the other girl that was with me at that moment. But I couldn't talk about that. So those kind of things that are stuck inside of you at some at certain point in your life, they start coming to the surface. And if you decide, okay, I'm here, I'm vulnerable, I want to heal. This is my desire. This is I'm open because I want to serve the world and I need to serve myself. Yeah. So I went to those places where there there were they were hurt wounds. So if we want to relate from the heart, not the wound, we need to be open to face the hurt and make eye contact so you can see that, feel that, and then work on releasing that energy. Hmm. Can I be very honest? Yes. Um, my body can feel what you're saying but if you ask me to to rationally explain it what you've said i can't my mind can't grasp it but my body feels it and if i would if i would say i'm five years old and you would just give it to me in a very simple way of the essence of what you just shared what would how would that look like what you experience is exactly that's the point bambas hmm because it's not we don't forgive or experience these things with the mind. It's an important Yes. Bravo. So when we think something, we have knowledge about that. When it goes to the heart, it's wisdom. When we feel it with the body, it's an experience. So there's nothing that needed, needs to be explained to that five-year-old. Because the five-year-old, it just feels that. And when that, when the five-year-old feels that, it just becomes an experience. Mm. And there's no judgment. There's just who you are, mm. the essence. When we experience that, we are close to our own divinity. Mm. I, I notice when you're talking, I, I, I know oh, I'm closing my eyes, but actually I'm just taking you in. <laughs> so mm. I'm, not, I'm not bored, by the way. I, um, I've noticed I close my eyes to just absorb you. It's really uh, nice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you also, can be bored also if you want. I, I, yeah. I would tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forgive you, Baba. <laughs> yes. It's just, today is about forgiveness. So it's just, uh, uh, and it's not about forgiving you, by the no. way. Is forgiving the judgments mm. that we 
make about life, God, our family, our parents, our friends, about ourselves. So it's just about the judgments. That's the reason it's different. Well, in, in a way, when we say I forgive you, it, it there's a there's a connotation that oh you did something wrong, so I'm going to forgive you. And it, in a way, taking the word forgiveness out of the equation and just being at peace with what happened without needing to forgive, then th there's no right or wrong. Am I? So I can qualify. Beautiful. It would be nice to share the story and then say how it's connected to what you share just your said. Story. It's your story, so you do it. Uh, basically, I hated my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could have killed him and then hidden the fact I did it, then I would have done it. You know, that's mm -hmm. the hatred I had. So I went through most of my life with that level of just, just you know, the the record in my head of I hate this man, I hate this man, all all that. And then, um, and then at some point, I started to do my own work. And it even got to a point when he called me, I was in my work in my 30s, still trying to pretend like I was an important person, getting things done and achieving. And then he called and I said, the secretary, send it to voicemail. Now he's in a psychiatric ward because he's created so many problems in his life that now he's needing to reconcile it. But if I was to speak with him, it would put me back for six months. He'd take my self-confidence away in a second. Because in some ways, it was like I would regress back to the child that needed mm -hmm. validation that I didn't get. And then I'd just be hurt again. So to protect myself, I had to separate. Um, but what happened was I said, OK, I'm going to now start to do my work independent of him. And, and in doing my work, there was a moment when my mentor and I were talking and he said, you know, Andy, you know, it, after a lot of questions, the final question was, Andy, why did your dad do what he did? And then I stopped and I and I and I always when I tell these stories, I feel back into the moment mm -hmm. so it doesn't become a rationalized thing. And I said um, he did it because he loved me. And even now I feel how hard it is to share it because there's such a beauty in that moment that I that it was it was the moment when. I no longer looked at anything and what he did in terms of the action, but in terms of what his deeper desire was, which was actually to protect me. He was just scared. And, and wow. And also that moment, and it's just same feeling your feelings and your pain at that moment and your emotion. Yeah. In a sense, you learned love. Yeah. Experiencing yeah. that. So in a sense, it's just it's a different image of love, what yeah. you learned. So by doing that, you are judging also the experience and yeah. you had that story. So yeah, wow. This was the weird thing that happened after that moment. So now that moment happens and now all ideas of forgiveness are gone. He doesn't need to be forgiven. Like, so I'm now for the next years, I'd meet people who knew me for all the years before. And they'd say, did you forgive your dad? And I'd always think it was the weirdest question because I'd be like, I can't explain it to you. I didn't forgive him because I didn't need to forgive him. Yes, exactly, absolutely. And that's the thing is, forgiveness is the tool to get to the place. So mm -hmm. if we can get to the place that I would say that that's an experience of deep compassion. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't mean that you have to like what the other person did 
or didn't do. It's totally yeah. separate thing. But it's just either you get the, there, like when you're trying to open a door with a key and the door is stuck and you keep trying and you keep trying and you keep trying. So you need something in order to open the door. So yeah. what I've been doing is offering something to open the door to freedom, yeah. the key. But sometimes you go and you just try the key and the door opens. Yeah. And you have these that I call spiritual orgasm, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's in a sense, you get to that place, it's just, uh, it's higher. You cannot explain, like we were talking about that, Bamboos. In a sense, it's just, it's not about understanding. It's experience of the heart. It's deep compassion, deep acceptance. Mm. Again, when we go to that place, there's no right and wrong. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if you like Rumi, but I love Rumi. Yeah, I love Rumi. Yeah, and Rumi says there's a field, a field that there's no right and wrong. I'll Let's meet, meet there. I meet you there exactly. And sometimes we cannot go to that field because we are so stuck in the right and wrong because we are hurt. Yeah. We want things to be different. We wanted our life, our spouse, our parents, something in our life to be different. And we are deeply hurt. So by acknowledging the hurt, we can work on forgiveness and do all the work. And I've been studying years and years and years, and I develop a process in order to get to that place. If you are able to get to that place by deep spiritual experience, that for me is a spiritual experience, because once you are there, Andy, you can never go back. Mm. Yeah. You might experience hurt, but it's just a deep experience of love. It's just something. Boom. And people can't quite get. It's almost like a paradigm. If you live in one paradigm and you try to explain it to this paradigm, this the, the first paradigm is trying to understand it from how it's work, how it understands the world. And it Absolutely. never works. You know, the, the same thing as the. Bambos always laughs because I use Einstein quote, a problem can't be solved in the context in which yes. it's created. So it's it's the same issue. How do you how do you solve forgiveness in the world where forgiveness isn't relevant? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So that's the reason that when I was doing that and studying about forgiveness and doing my own inner work and uh, the spiritual psychology, I did the spiritual science and just kind of exploring everything in order to be in touch with the heart and being able to serve another human being, the world, from that place. And mm. in, when we cannot get to that place, and nothing wrong with that, because it's an experience, we need to acknowledge the hurt. And that's the reason that is the real meaning of the F word. It's just something happens, happened, someone hurt us, we yeah. did something that we are not proud of, we experience shame, resentment. So we have to go through the fucking process. We have to healthy, instead of trying to kill someone, exploding, just doing, saying things, mm. it's just going, acknowledging the pain. So we have not, we don't need to keep that inside because it's an energy. Yeah. Forgiveness give us freedom because we can experience pure energy yeah. and we can use that energy, our loving energy, our loving essence to create other things. Mm. 
So the fuck it process, that is the first step on the thrift process that I have researched and developed and I use with people also in business, with conscious business, is just, are we gonna be defined by our, our failures, by our successes, by our hurts? So we have to experience that. Yeah. And then go through the full spectrum forgiveness. Yeah. That is forgiving everything and everyone, including ourselves. And as you said, Bamboos, maybe the ego needs to say, I forgive you. But when we get to the point of forgiving the judgments, Mm. It's not about forgiving you, but forgiving the judgments that I have created around the story yeah. of what happened to me or to and, others. And I think in the in the book, when I was writing about the thing you're now describing, I would always say, I forgive myself for not being able to to, to see you. Which or, book was it? Which one it was it both, actually. It's beautiful. I remember when you were doing that, yeah. so uh, writing that and just. Yeah and writing letters. I remember yeah. we were speaking also and talking about people in prison. Yeah, because I wanted that. to go to the prison. I remember it was much harder than I ever expected to do a session in prison. You yeah. didn't do one, right? No, I couldn't get in, yeah. Uh, I remember that, I remember that. Yeah. I just, as you know, I've been a volunteer inside of maximum security prisons for the last, last 12 years, being inside of the prison for four or five days, several times a year. So it's just bringing the concepts and principles of spiritual psychology, mm. not religion at all. Yeah, it's just being in touch with yourself, learning about emotional intelligence and learning about compassion, forgiveness, mm. personal responsibility. Mm. So what you said is just everything ba is based on self-forgiveness, actually. Yeah. But if we do not have personal responsibility and accountability with ourselves, self-forgiveness doesn't work. And yeah. it's always, I forgive myself for judging the world, this person, the situation, yeah. myself, us, or I forgive myself for buying to the misunderstanding that. And again, and I keep repeating this, you don't have to like what happened. Yeah, I think that's the problem sometimes in the paradigm, that first paradigm, there's an assumption often made that if I forgive it, I implicitly say it's okay. And it's like, that's, and the it's problem. like, that's the problem. It's like, no, in forgiving it, you're not saying it's okay. You're just allowing yourself to be free of it. It's a very different thing. It's awakening yeah. to love. It's a gift yes. you give to yourself in yeah. order to experience what you experienced with your dad. Yeah, exactly. Or and, you with know, any other situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because um, we did a show on Monday on our most embarrassing moments. Uh -huh. and, and during the show, I shared how I disturbed someone's men's group. Like this was how many years ago? This would have been two or three years ago. And Bambos entered another person's group and he was uh, difficult. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by difficult? <laughs> I was a nice way of saying he fucked up the other person's group. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how did you that. do that? <laughs> oh, I had an idea of how it should be instead mm -hmm. of, and back then I was really strong in my ideas. Mm -hmm. and, nice way to put it. <laughs> and on, on, on Monday, 
when we talked about the most embarrassing moments, mm. it, it, that memory came up mm. and I saw I was even feeling uncomfortable because I never took responsibility there. So I, I, I think uh, one day later I, I found him, I sent him an email and I, I just apologized because I didn't go there in a loving way. I didn't meet the group where it was. I didn't see him and the space he was holding. I imposed my ideas and beliefs without checking in. And in that way, there was a lot of arrogance in my behavior. And I, and I did say I'm deeply sorry for how I behaved. Mm. And it was funny. As I was writing. So uh, can we slow down? I want to cry when I hear you speak right now. Because as you speak, what I'm hearing is like one of the first times in our relationship where I see you embrace the state and not judge it. Yeah. Love it and be okay with what it was. And that I find to be like, that's grace. And I just wanted to share that because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended that email because for a, lo for a long time, I blamed him internally, even if it was like 1%. Mm. And I was really surprised mm. because I was writing. I ended it with, I love you. Mm. And I deeply mm. that, I told him. Mm. And he responded also very beautifully the next morning. And uh, he said, I, I forgave you a long time ago. Uh, and he shared a little bit the impact it had. Mm. And he said, I let it go a long time ago. So... Uh, I just replied, I feel very grateful. Thank you. So it, what you spoke to of just releasing ourselves from past and, and moving through it. And yeah, just like I see also as I'm developing and growing, maybe it's also my age as what Andy says, um, there might be moments, oh, I didn't take responsibility here and I'm okay. I'm at peace with this, but it's good to do a check-in and make sure... Uh, and, and give some love there, even if it's not received. And that's a little bit what where I'm at right now. That's beautiful, Bambos. And I can experience the, this moment of grace, as Andy said, mm. because when we release something, it's just it's a step further to heal the world. Because it's not just for us, even if we are doing that for us. And apologizing is part of taking responsibility without mm. the expectation mm. of what other person is going to say or do, yeah. even if they are not here. So otherwise, we get stuck into there has to be communication. What you did was beautiful because you experience okay, I wanted to do something and I actually, I scroll up, whatever mm. happened. So you took responsibility and you took action. Mm. So was forgiveness in action, releasing that energy. Mm. Yeah. And you experienced the blessing of receiving that letter or that email, right? Yeah. And that could have not happened. Maybe that person maybe could have hold a grudge and that would have not defined your forgiveness or releasing moment, that energy. And just imagine that vibration because we are energy. We are vibrating hmm. at different levels. When we are stuck in shame, resentment, we are vibrating at a lower level. So hmm. forgiveness 
or just getting to that place of compassion allow us to vibrate at a higher level. Yeah. So, mm -hmm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Bamboos. Yeah, thank you. I remembered that some years ago, I called all the women that I went out with in my life to apologize. And I think I read that, or we yeah. talked about that, <laughs> Maybe. or I read something. <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually said, I've been so blind to myself for so many years that I can't believe that each one of these people didn't have to suffer some consequence because of that. <laughs> so, uh, and they did, you know, each one of them shared in their own way what it was that they had challenges with, with the, the Andy that wasn't at peace with himself. So mm -hmm. it was really a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So libera liberating, right? Yeah. And it's just, as you said, it's a peaceful experience. Actually, forgiveness is about peace. We cannot bring peace to the world if we do not give peace to ourselves. And there's, a, I think it's just Demon Tutu mm -hmm. says in Kotsa language that forgiveness translates to, I ask for peace. Oh, yeah. Yes, I ask for peace. So what are we doing? We want to change the world, at least some of us. And we want to bring peace, love to the world. We need to start yeah. with us. And we need to be the peace in a chaotic world. Yeah. Like a wonderful chaos. The name, I love the name. Mm -hmm. So it's just so we can transform that chaos into wonderful chaos. Yeah. So bringing peace with us. Mm-hmm. We created, uh, and I say we because after I, the book was released, one of our favorite listeners, Bolalong, he, he said, Andy, um, we need to have some sort of action or thing that one can do. So then he said, let's create a hashtag. So on our show one day, he writes the hashtag, hashtag, and it's fucking great. Uh -huh. so, so then I from that. From from that moment, it gets turned into a group now on Facebook, which is hashtag and it's fucking great. But the reason why I bring it forward now is as you speak, is that the whole uh, intention of that group is for people to let go of something where they've held judgment to themselves or to others mm -hmm. with, without the need for anyone else to do anything about it. There's it's, no. That's, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I see it creates some confusion because when people go there, they often feel like these people are being so vulnerable. They're showing such deep, dark, difficult things that not supporting them is also not good. So they even judge the group as being spiritually bypassing. They're not looking into behind. No one's helping anybody I, here. I know we're not allowed to give advice, but I'm going to give it. Yes. Advice. Yes. So it's a very interesting thing because when one lets themselves let go of something, I also see that their healer feels helpless if they're not able to act on that need. <laughs> It isn't that interesting because it's just actually it's kind of the need of fixing things. Yeah. We need to fix something. It has yeah. to look one way or the other instead of, okay, just uh, letting whatever needs to go, go. Yeah. yeah. And receiving is just that deep sense of receiving or being aware, actually, because yeah. this is path to awakening, being aware. 
yeah. of that divine essence that we all have. Yeah. We, we are called it, someone human. called it quiet, quiet empathy. That was the phrase that was created was when people aren't responding, it doesn't mean that they're not touched and they don't feel connected. They don't need to say, good job. Hope you're doing good. Exactly. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> so in a sense, it's just, it's about deep listening and yeah. allowing, allowing the other person, exactly, allowing the other person mm. to have their own experience without mm. comparison without a pat on the back, you can mm. do it. It's going to be, why do you think that? No, 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 no. Mm. So people, it's just so difficult for them just yeah. to open the space, open a space to love, allowing. It's very uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. It's just, uh, I have a group that I've been doing since the pandemic started. And it's, it, this is for Latin America speakers around the world. The name is Refugio para el Alma and it's Refuge for the Soul. So I give opportunities to people. I talk about different things that are important or emotional. And then I open the space to do live coaching or just support yeah. and counseling. And sometimes it's just about being, yeah. not doing and I have to tell people, please, don't say anything. This is just allow them to have their own space yeah. just by being witness yeah. to the presence. So that's extremely, extremely important. Yeah, extremely not important. easy for some. By the way, we have a listener out there named Ronnie Paputri. His wife. And why, uh -huh. she's, why she's written this, I have to admit, I have no idea why. Uh, it was in the beginning. No, no, but I mean, why? Like, this has never come up in any of our discussions. So I'm also a bit self-conscious. Well, there's a winky face, so I think she's trying to test you. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so she says, what if someone asks you, for your forgive asks you for your forgiveness? I figured it's not nice to say, I don't live in the world of forgiveness. It's not my problem that you can't live with your own past actions or behaviors. Yeah, when you're in different paradigms, right? Yeah, when you're in different paradigms. Okay, so exactly. If um, What is the question, actually? What about if I say that? If I think I, she's just I trying to be cheeky. To... And, and she's just saying, well, Andy, if you live in this paradigm, then what if I ask you for your forgiveness? Then I would say, baby, I forgive you. You're forgiven. And I always love you because I don't need to prove anything from the other paradigm. <laughs> Exactly. I'm in this one, so it's much better. <laughs> yeah, come over to this one. This I'm one's far better. Enlightened. <laughs> you can say, I never judge you. Yeah, that's, so that's true. Not, I never judge you. So I never judge you. So and I didn't true. like what you... It's true. You, so and you know I what never I, judge I, you. My experience with him, I, I, he, he, okay, if he does judge, he will be also owning it fully. Yeah. Okay, exactly. So the thing is that the fact that maybe something wasn't according to your own expectations is because you were judging or having something according to how things should be or shouldn't be. Exactly. So by having clear agreements on, okay, this works, that doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, it's my own responsibility to take a different decision. So yeah. if someone says, forgive me, and you don't want to forgive is because either you don't live in that paradigm or you say, I never judge you. 
Mm. Yeah, so there's I, I, nothing to forgive. I, I I I often hear myself say that, and I was trying to remember when I said it more recently. But I've said to someone, "There is nothing to forgive," like as if you you know you don't need need to ask because there is nothing to forgive. It's fine. Yeah, there was just that level of just it's it, it exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and you don't need to understand that, but you yeah. can say, okay, yes, this is this this didn't work for me. Yeah, uh, was not in my best interest. Yeah. So we are going to make different decisions or different agreements or different things and take, and you're going to choose to do or say something differently. But kind of, I'm okay. I'm okay, and you're forgiven. If you need that forgiveness. So how long have you how long have you known Carmen Banda? Oh, she comes to my (laughs) (laughs) some of my workshops and that's beautiful. Carmen Carmen says, I love Clara. Her voice brings so much love and peace. Isn't that sweet? I think that's why I was closing my eyes because you also have this I can feel the love which carries your words as you speak. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Bambo. That's that's my intention. That's my intention. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just to be carried and used by love. In a yeah. sense, it's leading with love. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and, you know, and, and then we have your brother, Sebastian Naumann. Yeah. Oh, Sebastian. Oh, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. He's a good-looking Argentinian, that guy is. Women are going to have a trouble having to keep the arms off of him. Um, you know, he's my son. That's beautiful. I, um, I was thinking, um, and now I'm distracted by your son. Not that, not that there's any, um, (laughs) I'm distracted too, because I didn't know he was going to be present. (laughs) He says, what can I say? Look at my mom. Yeah. Yeah. We we already told her in the beginning we're in love with her. Yeah. You know, when you were talking uh, about vibration, I'm often laughing because when um, when I when I go into a coaching or working with someone, I'm often saying we need to spend time together so you can feel like what it feels like when you're in this zone. So Mm -hmm. I can I can teach you or try to teach you. But to be honest with you, just us spending time and you sensing what feels better for you or less good in terms of where you want to evolve or do, you'll learn more over time just from feeling that that I call it. I don't want to use the word energy as energy, but that feeling it's a feeling which one could call energy Mm -hmm. and that'll serve you over time. But you won't know what you learned. You'll just start doing it. It just becomes natural. Exactly. And in a sense, Andy, you start being that. And when you are not that, you feel it. And Mm. it's not comfortable. So it's just a process of acknowledging that something is disturbing you without judging it. Otherwise, otherwise you are judging the judgment. And that creates shame. And you feel drained. Yep. Just uh, observe yourselves. It's just we all go through things. We all go through stuff. And sometimes it's just we are so focused on whatever is happening to us that we don't see the opportunity. By being able just to remove ourselves from that and acknowledging and experiencing that we are human beings, Living human experience. Yeah. 
I'm forgiving the judgments that we're having because mm. of our humanness. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's just, we are being humans. So in that place is embracing the loving essence, who we really, really are. And that's, you can call it energy, you can call it vibration, but you're going to feel it. Like you said, you're going to feel it, experiencing it. Once you experience that, you have that in your heart. No one can tell you differently because yeah. it's your own experience. It's an experience of the heart, an evolution of the heart, yeah. path to awakening. And we, we've done shows mm -hmm. and I, we discussed it. One of the shows it, that I really wanted to spend time on is trust your experience and what life feels like when you live from trusting your experience. And sometimes people ask me, what books am I reading? And I'll say, actually, sometimes I just don't like to read because they're distractions because I'm listening to another person's thoughts and trying to work things out. And it is their experience, which is always nice. But mm -hmm. I'd, I'd often fall back on what's my experience in terms of if I meet you and I don't feel it's right, then there's something I need to figure out what's going on that I don't see yet. The book might say there's five things you can ask this person, but that that, that takes me away from my experience. So that, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to be good to, uh, for the books, really, Andy. <laughs> yeah, nor my book. <laughs> nor your book. Yeah, that's a different thing, right? <laughs> but in a sense, it's just if we take other people's experiences as a mirror, and maybe there's something in there, not the whole book, or not the whole lecture, but there's yeah. something in there that is going to awaken something inside of me. Yeah. That's the experience. So mm -hmm. the book becomes the tool. Yeah. And the tool opens the door to the experience, to that vast universe that we all have inside of us. Yeah, but that so trusting mm -hmm. that experience I see is so hard. Like there's a show that I didn't, I think I mentioned a Bambos that I want to do. It's an hour long show where I want to break down the words I believe and say why you have to take it out of your vocabulary or I think, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, I, I and, thought you were going to talk about the good one. <laughs> well, that's another one we'll do independently. But what I, w the reason why I state that is because what I've seen is that when we hedge, on things that we feel to be true, we don't get to learn the lesson by testing it. So mm -hmm. we, we can say, I think, or I feel, or it might be, and all of a sudden we live in a gray zone, which doesn't, uh, doesn't move us to learn and grow. And, mm -hmm. and, there's, and there's some safety in it, which is what I've, I've, I've seen, at least in development work. So, Absolutely, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. exactly. And actually is, uh, we don't need to believe everything we think. That's the, that's the point, right? That's the point. And it's a liberation because yeah. then we can have thoughts and then it's just, we, we just have thoughts. Yeah. And then we check them, but we don't need to believe that. So yeah. if we learn the process, it's going to be easier for our ego to trust ourselves mm. and the experience Beautiful. and just keep moving yeah, I didn't. That's the, com that's the compliment that I did neglect it to add is that I, I take out I think and I believe and I make statements which I already know are limited and they might change any moment. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm never stuck in the idea that it's true. I just make the statement so I can learn from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yes. I want to I wanna go back a little bit. When you guys talked about your groups and, and how people sometimes want to comment and support someone, an individual. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit too sided on that because I used to feel a judgment in my mind was like, oh, let this person be. We don't have to solve everyone. And at some point it shifted for me as in if someone really feels the need to be there and the other person receives it, then who am I to impose how it should be? Can you be more specific? Because oh, exactly so if, if someone if, if someone makes a, con- a thing like oh I am I just came to have a de- had a breakup and I'm crumbling and it's fucking great okay and then s- someone who is, who is a healer yeah it's their it's their innate need need yeah I don't even want to say need um, it's there in life to support others it's what brings them joy okay yeah. so they're not coming from a place I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So I need to solve you, but really, I feel I feel so much compassion, and love that to not be there for you mm-hmm. is is impossible. For it's me. impossible yeah. for me. It, it feels it feels like an in it it feels like a disturbance. Like I see you suffering, and I can I can support you there. Okay. So to, to what degree do we do we do we say, hey, listen, we we we're not here to solve anything, and to what degree can we give that? action is space to also be there say so if i summarize the balance between when do i allow you to have your experience and where do i see i can add some support to your experience is that okay Mm -hmm. yes that's a great question great question it is a great question great question i I just i just need to summarize (laughs) (laughs) no but it's beautiful uh, beautiful the context uh, you gave bambus because that has happened so many times in groups that I've been leading and I've been participating too. And yeah. that's the lesson also for the one, and I have been on that side too, both sides, right? So the lesson for the one who I want to give you my love and just experience and just compassion so you know that you are not alone on this, right? Yeah. If we set the space first, it's different thing if you are with someone who's sharing someone privately with you one thing so you are there to contain to listen to that person not to fix that person most people try to fix and they see fixing in the compassion and the love and i'm here to bring joy to you that person needs to go to whatever he needs or she needs to go through Mm. in order to be able to awaken to love and it's just our place is to open the space and the container. That's privately. Let's go to the group. If we are in a group, and I have experienced this in several groups, and one, I'm leading a workshop on forgiveness and health, right? Mm -hmm. On how that represents whatever we have stuck inside comes into our bodies and our life experience. People want it, or they were projecting their own things into the other person experience. So when someone was saying or just getting everything out, talking about their experience and crying is very uncomfortable for other people just to be, to be there, 
to experience the pain and just being a safe container. That first, let it be. So those are the rules at the beginning. So people know that they're safe. They can express themselves. And if someone tells them, oh, don't worry. My husband did the same to me. My brother happened to be (laughs) that way. My neighbor went through the same thing you're going through. You are not letting the other person be. And you are just cutting short the experience of releasing and having the possibility of seeing differently, of having that spiritual experience of open themselves to compassion, to awakening, to love. So that's the experience of the person who's being vulnerable and sharing and the other person who wants to give to the other person is their experience that, okay, my place here is just to be and offer love from here. Mm. When I'm the one leading the group, so I let the other person have their own experience and then I process when the time is right, go through the process so I support them so they can go deeper and higher. It's Mm. a different experience than fixing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you made the distinction in the word that often is used as container. So, and I think that's great because when I heard it, I was like, oh, in our group, the hashtag and it's fucking great group, basically our container is you're here not to be healed. That is our container. We've stated it outright. Exactly. And yet people still will have struggle with it just because it's so hard when people say things. Mm-hmm. But in the um, in the groups uh, where there isn't a clear container, clearly this stuff can bleed into when, when I did the 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 last letter session. Right. Mm -hmm. I I really surrendered to letting I said, we're not here to heal anyone. Right. But when people were sort of breaking the rules, I sometimes let it let it evolve. Right. I just Mm -hmm. just because I said I'm not a facilitator here. I'm also I'm also sharing. I'm writing my own letters. I'm emotional. I don't want to be always telling with a stick. Nope. Stop that. Stop that. So um, but I remember like on one occasion, one person was just going way too far. Like, you know, someone wrote a letter to their wife that they were going to divorce half an hour later. And they said, this is my letter to my wife. And uh, and I'm going to divorce her. And then they read the letter and everyone's jaw is sort of on the ground like, okay, Um, and now and now you can imagine the group starts. Do you really want to give her that letter? (laughs) Do you (laughs) do you really want to get divorced? All of a sudden it became an intervention on this man's life. And I said, guys, love us love. But many times, most times for me, the groups could self-regulate. Mm-hmm. There was enough feminine energy that they would actually be able to bring it back to a, a sitting with the discomfort. But on a few occasions, it just it didn't work. Yeah, yeah sometimes it, it doesn't work. And one of the things that one of the most powerful experiences I had when I was working eight days in the desert, 14 hours a day and processing people and doing my own inner mm-hmm. work prior to graduation It's just we, and it was set up this way, we would work counseling, doing counseling. And one, we work in trios. One person had to sit 
hour and a half in front of the other two people. One mm. was the patient per se, or the client of a coach. Mm -hmm. The other one was the counselor or the coach. The other person was the neutral observant. Mm. He couldn't or she couldn't open his or her mouth, fix anything, give advice, nothing, just be. Mm. Yeah, people have to be yes exactly and yeah. that helps everyone just to be yeah just be because we are so fast we don't listen to others because we are using that beautiful skill of deep listening we listen to respond mo most of the time or react so in a sense it's just that deep listening Mm. that allows the space and the vibration so anything that needs to come to the surface comes to the surface yeah um, it's a, it's very difficult huh, to be a witness because sometimes your attention will go to the speaker so i've done this myself and i had to go like on the other side of the room to really watch them and not really be listening to what they're saying but zoom out and just observe the the, the space and them in it that's it that's beautiful because in that sense you're also learning that when something happens it's just to change your perspective and really seeing the pain the suffering our humanness and being able to detach from that so from mm. that space we can see things more clear or from yeah. a different perspective or giving us the opportunity to really release the judgments yeah because when we're able to release judgments we get to experience our divinity mm. and that peace inside of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. speaking of judgment i'd like to bring on a comment from bolalong and bolalong is in south africa he's our favorite actually he's the third interviewer he usually has a hundred questions and we only get through half of them on a I show i think today he was just being yeah he was just being with us and it says i'm the type that enjoys people telling me how they think i can solve my issues <laughs> and, and i know yeah. him this way this is him in fact i call him sometimes just to tell him what i think he's doing wrong on facebook i said Hold along. Why are you provoking these people? And then he laughingly says, I know what I'm doing. And uh, and he feels seen in, in me telling him what I believe that I see in him, right? <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, Bolalang, thank you for being here. And that's a total different story. If you like people telling you how you can solve your issue, you're asking for their mentorship or their advice. My question is, do you sit with that? Do you ponder the options and then consciously take what your heart tells you to do or say or be? That's great. Yep. If you feel that you have to go in one direction, another direction, different kind of things, because whatever people are telling you, I would encourage you just to sit with all the information, like reading books, listening to different people, get inspired, see what your heart tells you. And you're going to feel that energy, that vibration. And then you're going to know this is the best option at this mm. moment for me. Mm -hmm. And you're going to laugh. So when I call him 
with what you just said, checking in with him is what's his vibration, then he always comes from a place that he, as far as I can see, right, because there'll be things I miss, is very conscious. He's doing what he's doing consciously. So, and usually what he's doing is he's provoking people that are following Christianity in his area because Mm -hmm. they're so devout that they actually judge others who don't practice it the way that he does. And he sees it as very destructive. Okay, that's very interesting. So we have several things here, several things, because if Balalang is provoking people because he's judging their (laughs) devotion, Yes. What is that reflecting back to Bolenlang? It's just kind of, am I being triggered because of their devotion? Mm. Am I being triggered by the way they expressed their religion, whatever that is, unless this is bringing unrest so, or violence? Different so stories so I can bring peace. So he's, so just to, in his defense, because he's not here and we didn't I'm bring him on. Right, so I'm like, he actually is seen at bringing violence and disturbance. And therefore he's doing it from a place of trying to help raise consciousness that there's destruction in, in, in this. So that's, that's the intent. If Great. I can speak on his behalf. Okay. Yes. Okay. And Bolenlang says here, so if we see that we cannot fight war with violence, we cannot mm. fight injustice with more mm. injustice. And that's a challenge. Yeah. How can we be the change that we want to see in the world, like Gandhi said? Yeah. We, it's just, can we be the peace in the middle of chaos mm. without bringing chaos? Can we be pacific activists, but doing things that are gonna bring awareness and clarity? Can we stop mm. racism? without being a racist. So in a sense, by being what we want to see in the world, what the changes we want to experience, and it's not easy, very challenging. Can we be that? Can we embrace that and actually take in action? And that's Mm. the most difficult part. It's not just being the neutral observer there, but how can we bring peace and change to the world that's in a beautiful. peaceful way. So yeah. that's mm-hmm, I've got we've gone over time, but I've got a very important question. And it came because I looked at your son's question, Sebastian. And he <laughs> says, when we release judgments, we get to experience our divinity and beautiful. That's a quote taken by you. Now I want to know where do you judge Sebastian at this moment? It's just that's the most beautiful experience that I have had. Being a mom is just I'm so grateful because the connection we have, yeah, the the man he is, and the things that he is doing to bring consciousness through business to the world. So I really is just that's a beautiful experience. I don't have judgments with him. Okay, but the the women's the women or the men he's dating, no issue with them. Uh-uh, it's his own experience. Then, <laughs> I can't get anything out of her, Bumbles. I can't get anything out of her. experience. <laughs> and it's just, he's not in a relationship right now. And uh, he was in a relationship. And uh, it was his experience. Beautiful. His he, experience. and he, it's He's just, so good looking. He looks Photoshopped. Yeah, it, he's too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe it. 
Sebastian, we don't believe you're real. We think you're a made-up thing that that a friend of... <laughs> they chiseled you up. Yes. Clara yeah, yeah. is, is having fake posts made just so she looks better. From from a, This is my son. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I know. Uh, the only one. Oh, my yeah. only one, and I'm very connected and proud of him. And it's just when he asks me uh, for things, advice, or if he shares things, we talk about what is something that is bothering him or not, oh, and yeah. just talking from different levels. And uh, but I don't give advice if he doesn't oh. ask me. Oh, nice! And I, is, is and that I easy don't for you? Him. Not sometimes, absolutely not. Sometimes it's yeah. just I want to say something, and I just take a step back. I always oh. wanted him <sighs> to be free, a free yeah. soul. So he has his own experience. Beautiful. Sebastian, is that how you experienced your mama? Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. you know, one of the things I loved about my mom um, was that when, um, when, you know, when we got to an age where we were, t it was time for us to go to school or college. She really, although she, our, she, we were her life. She said, I really want you to have your experience. Now it was like, I don't, I'm not going to hold on to you. I don't want you to go to school next to our house so you can live in the house and I can keep more and more time with you. It was really like, you get to have your life experience. And, uh, and I found it really beautiful. And I also, what I also found beautiful is that she also needed her own experience. So she got the marriage annulled to my dad so that she could become a nun because she oh, needed, okay. she, she needed the caretaking that she didn't get anymore when, me and my two brothers were gone. And I always thought it was just wonderful that she let us have our lives, but that didn't mean that she also didn't take what was important for her in her life. That's yeah. beautiful. And that, uh, thank you for sharing that, Auntie. And something, when my son went to college, he had the opportunity to go to UC Irvine because yeah. we live five minutes from UC Irvine. And a part of me wanted him to go there, but he mm. wanted to go to Santa Barbara. So um, to he went to Santa Barbara. That <laughs> picture, there, that painting there. He and had a he, much better time in Santa Barbara. I Santa Barbara, you. absolutely. He <laughs> just his academics, good school, and lots of fun. So yes. he went to Santa Barbara, and to Santa Barbara, I went to visit, bringing my Argentinian empanadas to <laughs> when I visited him. But it's just I wanted him to have his experience, and one yeah. of the things he always told me is just mom you have given me so much love and you love to give love to the world so you just do it it's yeah. also time for you to give your gifts to the world so he supports me on what i'm doing so it's just i'm very grateful for that relationship well, we've gone well over our hour, so we, we love you. And we love you. We're going to have to figure out another reason for you to come on. Yeah, we'll have another. Just, show. We can have lots of reasons. Yeah, we'll make up <laughs> a we reason. We can talk about vulnerability, compassion, anything actually yeah. about life. It's been beautiful. I really enjoy this time with you both. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Wow, that was so, really beautiful. It feels like we had a bit of a roller coaster ride. There were a lot of emotions that came up through that whole uh, journey. Yeah, she's very sensual. Very, yeah. uh, and as she's speaking, I, whew, I yeah. feel. Yeah, there were a lot of things that came up um, as we were talking. You know, it's interesting because 
I may, and I have, and I do repeat a story over and over again because I don't have better stories and they're just the ones that make most sense in the context. And they're also connected to your books. Yes. <laughs> and, but what I have to say is when I live the stories with people, I then experience the stories different or I experience them deeper yeah. or I have a kind of another additional awareness. And I had a lot of the feeling when I was with Clara, as we were discussing, even the, and it's fucking great group. I, I, I've always seen it and felt like there was the release and I understood it, but listening to her take on it, the, the angle of bringing forgiveness in, it dawned on me that a lot of that sharing in the group is often forgiving myself for even having these feelings to begin with. There's a release of that. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking there's an important podcast in a way to be posted on that group because yeah. if they want to be part of it, watching this show would give them a, a deeper understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So that was another day for us. And we're going to see you tomorrow and we're going to do this again and, and again, again and, and, and again, again and, and so much more. Petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time on A, a Wonderful, wonderful Chaos. chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.